Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. To decide that the things that I tried were in my life just to get high on. When I sit alone, come get a little known, but I need more than myself this time. Step from the road to the sea to the sky. Back here on a Monday afternoon on KMBZ. So we have some stories to get to about entertainers and things that they have said and views that they have represented, allegedly. Uh, and just some changes that are being called for because of it. And we start with Mel Gibson. Yeah, and some changes that are being made because of it, because Mel Gibson reportedly has now lost a job because of something that he said 25 years ago. And it may not be the something that you're thinking of, because uh, Mel Gibson was drinking a lot back in those days. Not that that's an excuse, but it got him into trouble more than once. Uh, One famous incident was that he was pulled over by a cop uh, and then went off on a, a racist rant about how Jews were responsible for starting all the wars in the world, and then referred to her by a name that I cannot repeat on the air. Uh, so that was one thing. But what what came out just recently in an interview with Winona Ryder is that uh, he had said some pretty hateful things to her in the past as well, and and just seemingly sort of dropped them into conversation. And uh, yeah. there was she described an incident, I guess, where they were at a party or they were at some kind of gathering, and he came up to her, and in conversation, he said, well, you're an oven dodger, aren't you? Now, uh, that's a terrible Australian accent, but in the middle of all of this, what he was referring to is the fact that Winona Ryder's heritage is Jewish. And as Mm -hmm. the term oven dodger, uh, if there is a a more uh, thoughtless and hate-filled thing that you can call somebody in conversation, I would like to know what it is. As a matter of fact, no, I wouldn't like to know what it is because that's pretty raunchy. Um, so yeah, and and so now because of this interview, because uh, Winona Ryder made this public, Netflix has reportedly dropped Mel Gibson from the Chicken Run sequel. Mel Gibson, of course, voiced the main character in the movie Chicken Run back, I don't know how long ago that was, 2000, 20 years ago. Uh, so five years after this incident, if you want to put it in those terms. But he uh, he voiced the original character. Netflix apparently had a sequel planned. I didn't know that. But they've now dropped Mel Gibson from this, according to several different sources, because of this. And that's more than a little um, worthy of discussion on a number of fronts. Yeah, sure. Because before we get into that, I'll I'll point out, too, that uh, there are several stories saying that there's a prominent Hollywood screenwriter 
who now is backing up Winona Ryder's claims about Mel Gibson. And I don't know. Mel Gibson, by the way, has denied all of this, of course. I mean, he came out. <laughs> initially, he didn't make a statement. And then after that, he came out and said she's lying and, and completely denied that he ever said any of this. Um, and so, uh, let's see. On an episode of Los Angeles Magazine's The Originals podcast, uh, Joe... Esther Haas, I may be mispronouncing that, but he no, wrote the right. scripts for films like Basic Instinct. Is it? Okay. He wrote the scripts for Basic Instinct and Flashdance. Yeah. Um, said that Gibson reportedly called Jews many of the same things that he brought up with Winona Ryder. Oven Dodgers, Jew Boys in his presence. And the podcast gets into this whole story of, of where the screenwriter recounts that. But the bottom line is that he backs up Winona Ryder's claims that Mel Gibson uses terms like that. Thing is, though, <laughs> and I believe me, I am the last guy who's ever going to jump to Mel Gibson's defense. Okay, and so that is not what this is. However, in the interest of intellectual honesty on all of this, this is not a secret. Mel Gibson has been a rabid anti-Semite forever. His father, his the reason why Mel Gibson was born in the states. Did you know that? Because everybody thinks uh, of no. him, everybody think thinks of yeah, everybody thinks of him as being Australian. Because that's when Mad Max happened. That's where he was. He grew up in Australia because his father moved the family, moved him and his brother out of the country because he didn't want to be around all the Jews here. Okay, this is well, no this is documented, well known stuff. Okay. And there's, I mean, yeah, it, that's the family that he grew up in, and apparently he learned a lot from his old man. Because every time he gets drunk and gets a little sloppy, this is what comes out of him. And now, you know, because Mel Gibson's denying all of this, uh, you know, Joe Esterhaus has to come out and say, no, yeah, he, he really does that. And he does it a lot. And he's not shy about it. Um, and he never has been. So the idea that where it becomes a little problematic is that not that Netflix fired him because of what Winona Ryder said. It's the fact that they hired him in the first place, knowing this is who he is. And didn't fire him until this became a story until, until something until embarrassing for whatever came reason. Yeah. Right. And, to, and I don't even know why Winona Ryder was asked about it or, or how it became a story that she publicized what he said sometimes you just have conversations and suddenly that becomes news. Yeah. Um, and I, but it's, it's, it is interesting. The idea that Netflix waited until after this was a news story by an actress with a big name, you know, I mean, she's, she's, she's somebody that, you know, everybody knows. And so, but it's, it's the fact that then they fired him after this became news instead yeah. of knowing it all along. And he's gotten a lot of jobs. I mean, he's, He's had a, a storied career despite being known for that belief. Yeah, and and that's not the only thing that's been incredibly problematic for Mel Gibson over the years. Uh, I mean, he was out, really. He was out of, uh, of Hollywood and out of work for a period of, you know, going back, I'd have to take a look at the numbers, but it seems like it was more than five years that he was essentially blackballed because of his behavior, because he was constantly drunk and he was constantly doing embarrassing things like this. And if memory serves right, it was Jodie Foster who gave him his opportunity at a comeback. And it was a movie that, I mean, even at that point, um, and, and let's, you know, again, let's be as honest about this as we can. He's not a bad actor. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he can pull it off. But when that movie came out and it, it was a movie with a kind of a ridiculous premise anyways, 
Nobody saw it. It died on the vine because the audience was not ready to say, yeah, let's go spend money on a Mel Gibson movie again because he's a horrifying person. So who wants to see that? Who wants to see Mel Gibson funny? So five, seven, six, seven, seven, nine, eight, or nine, one, three, five, seven, six, seven, seven, nine, eight. If you want to text in, I want to talk about Mel Gibson, but then I also want to talk about if there are any actors whose movies you were, or actresses whose movies you won't see or TV shows you won't watch because what you know of them as a person. And now that you know this about Mel Gibson, if you didn't know before, um, you know, maybe you didn't know before what he is known for off screen and maybe you don't care. Do you care? And now that you know this about him, would you, does it, does it taint your view of him as an actor? Um, and, and same thing, you know, if, if you're not a, a movie buff, fine. Are, is there music that you won't listen to because of what you know about them? You know, we have some musicians who have very, very strong political opinions. Yep. Are there, you know, <laughs> I don't know why Ted Nugent some, suddenly comes to mind, but it's the first one that comes to mind. Are there entertainers whose products you won't consume because of who they are as people? Yeah, and he's mine, by the way. I mean, Mel Gibson, absolutely, is the, the, at the top of my list for that. Um, and Tim Allen, too, but that's just because he's a jerk. <laughs> so, uh, okay. but, but yeah, I mean, in, term, in terms of who they are and whom, who they've shown themselves to be as human beings, yeah, I, uh, it was bad enough that he made that movie The Patriot. Uh, after that, I was kind of pretty much done with him anyway. But then when he started pulling stunts like this and it became known what a horrible human being he is, that, that's when I just kind of washed my hands of him. And if you're texting in, my, the question is, because of what you know is them as a person, if there, if there are people you won't see you know, their work because they're bad actors or whatever, that's different. But... Because of their political views or, or because they are, you know, they have Mel Gibson's points of views or whatever it is, are there reasons like that that you just won't go see their movies? Uh, 5767798, or you can text into the show and we'll read some of these coming up after the break. Right now, 113 on KMBZ. So we're asking you, does it matter what the personal beliefs are of actors or actresses or musicians or entertainers that you like their work? Do you care about their personal beliefs? Or are there entertainers that you will just not watch or listen to because of what you know about them personally? Especially if it's an experience. I mean, and I don't know that 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 makes it a different thing, that it puts it in a different ballpark, but maybe it does. Uh, that if, you know, if if it's somebody that you know by reading what they've had to say in interviews or, you know, by uh, stories like Winona Ryder's story about Mel Gibson, that's one thing. But if you've had a personal experience with somebody like I have with Tim Allen <laughs> that leads you to believe that person is a no good SOB and I am never going to have anything to do with him ever again, you know, that's even better. So if you've got one of those stories, by all means, bring it forward. Five seven six seven seven nine eight. Let's go to the phones. We'll go to Olathe first and get Shane on with us. Hey, Shane. Good morning, guys. How are you? Well, I guess it's afternoon. Good. <laughs> That's uh, all right. You know, we won't hack okay. on you. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm of the. I keep everything separate. You know, my daughter's an actor. Uh, she's up in New York, and and I, I. I think if you are, like I like, like you said, I like Mal Gibson's. I like his film. I like Tom Cruise. That nut job. I mean, if you if you think if you keep them together, I think that you'll never watch a movie again. You're holding human beings up to be infallible and to be what their characters are because you like their characters. You know, 
I think maybe, like you were saying, if it was if if Tom Cruise came up and poked me in the eye or something, you know, I may have a different opinion of whether I want to watch his movies. But right. I just think that you're holding yourself up to never wanting to watch a movie again because every, I mean, even Winona Ryder back in the day had the kleptomania thing going. Oh yeah, where she was. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of on the outs. You know, Alec Baldwin, who I think is a very, very funny and entertaining person, but <laughs> it's kind of hard not you know, to think of him as a good person because of what he said to his daughter. Oh yeah, well, not only that. I mean, he's he's thrown more than one temper tantrum and has smashed cameras in people's faces. Sure. And oh well, yeah, I, Penn, he's you know, uh-huh. Sean Penn, all of those guys. You know, um, I just think that you're holding yourself up to ruining your own entertainment by worrying about what people do you know you, you that's why I tell my kids don't don't make an actor don't make a a sports person your hero you know go for the real people that you know what they do you know we love hearing about Patrick Mahomes because he seems to be such a great kid and I'm just, you know, you kind of hold your breath hoping that it's just <laughs> yeah. not one of those things that maybe one day he's going to make a mistake and then, you know, next thing you know, you're you're disappointed. I think people just set themselves up to be disappointed a lot. I, th- I think you're absolutely right. But uh, on, the, on the other side of that, is there a line? Is there something that somebody can't cross with you that, uh, you know, because you're right. If, if you try to make everybody perfect, nobody's ever going to listen to this show because I'm certainly not. And, uh, you know, and, and nobody's going to watch TV or watch movies. But can somebody cross your personal line where you'll just say, that's it. I've had enough of him. I- I'm sure there there is, but it's. It's a moving goalpost, so I don't, okay. you know, I, I just don't have anything that, you know, I, I just don't know, you know. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, like you'll I, know I, it I, when I you hear it. Keep it separate. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> yeah, the porn in the '80s. You know when you see it. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, listen, that was a very honest answer. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Shane. Very thoughtful stuff. Let me throw this question out there too. Does it make a difference to you? Um, uh, I don't even know how to ask this. To me. I feel differently about a Patrick Mahomes than I do a Mel Gibson. Um, the bar for me is higher for somebody like Mahomes, and, and I don't know why exactly. Maybe it's because he's a figure in our community. He lives here. We want him to be an example for our young people. You know, Maybe it's because he's an athlete. But I feel differently um, and, and care more about him and who he is off the field than I do about a Mel Gibson. Yeah, and, and I can kind of see that too. I think with me it would be um, because when you deal with an actor, an actor is not his art, okay? Uh, the the right. human being who is doing the acting is not his art. So you can, you can appreciate it. I mean, there are people that... Uh, you know, somebody mentioned Tom Cruise a little earlier. I just don't like Tom Cruise. Uh, but mm-hmm. the fact that he's nuts and he's a Scientologist and all of that, you know, that that's all secondary. I mean, there are people uh, that I can watch who I think are bonkers. But as long as they're doing what they're doing really well, that's fine. That's why I ask about, you know, having that line that you can't cross. That's where Mel Gibson is with me. So generally... You know, somebody that says ridiculous, hateful things, I can kind of give a pass to as long as their artwork is okay. But there are lines that you Mm -hmm. cannot cross with me, and he did. 
Yeah. So what's the line? You know, as, as people give thought to this, what's the point at which you would say, I can't I can't watch that entertainer anymore? A lot of people are texting in. Well, a couple of them have texted in uh, Jane Fonda. And, I, you know, I know you have to be of an age. I mean, I don't know what the last thing Jane Fonda did that was relevant was, but <laughs> you have to be kind of of an age to understand what that all was. And I'm sure there are people who have no idea what I'm talking about right now. Uh, the whole Hanoi Jane thing. I mean, uh, she did yeah. some things during Vietnam that were horrifying. And she called soldiers baby killers and did all kinds of things that were, you know, just terrible, terrible things. And there are people who were there. There are people who weren't there who will never forgive her for what she said. And I can get that. I, I, I understand that being your line. Yeah. So yeah, and we'll get, we'll get back to your calls here, but I want to come back to the idea of athletes, you know, and, and a Patrick Mahomes versus everybody else is, is the standard different for you based on what they do every day? Uh, let's go back to the phones. I believe Stephen in Olathe is next up. Hey, Stephen, how's it going? Hello, Stephen. We don't we know where he Steven. went. Feel free to call oh, well. back if you'd like. Five seven six seven seven nine eight. We can go to Kansas City next and talk to Gino. Hey there. Hey, Gino. Hey, hey good morning. morning. I didn't hear you. There we go. <laughs> good morning. The, the two people that crossed the line with me, Chuck Norris and Steven Seagal, I used to love the movie because of the action. And plus, they're also fighting corruption and uh, crime and the bad guys, and they were the good guys, you know, the heroes. And um, once I found out that they were backing Trump for the 2016 election, every movie that I had that I had bought a DVD, I threw it away. And uh, uh, they crossed the line with me because you have to be authentic in your movies. If you represent an image, you should be that same image in uh, in real life. And uh, uh, for the life of me, I bought the book of Donald Trump when I was 17. But I soon found out that it was just all about him. And I tried it in my life, uh, and I was successful for a couple of years. But I nobody liked me. I, I, it was... I was number one. I was going to uh, trample on anybody that stood in my way of being number one in sales. And uh, I uh, then I found another book, which was uh, um, the, the, the uh, Servant of Man. So I started serving my fellow man and trying to help my other salesmen and my people that worked under me. And my life changed 180 degrees uh, because of that. Uh, well, that's good. I mean, we're we're getting kind of far away from <laughs> from the acting yeah. thing, but no, I, I understand what you're talking about. But uh, is is it politics or is it Trump specifically for you? Is is uh, well, is there politics, and how can they not understand what this man stood for? I mean, every story that's been written of him, it's just him, his family, and his brand. Forget about everybody else in the world, uh, and, okay. and it's okay. We're in America, lives like that. But I just cannot do, have anything to do with it because uh, uh, that, that's not what God wanted us to do. He, uh, he wanted us to serve our, our brothers and sisters, and uh, that, that just did it for me. 
All right, Gino. Thanks. Um, yeah, appreciate the call. I, I, the, the reason I ask is because you know, when, when I started it on uh, on Tim Allen, it, somebody on the text line was saying, "But he's a good Republican," and I said, "I don't care what his politics are," <laughs> and I honestly don't. Right. It, it's it's not about that. It's about he's a jerk. Um, and, and you know, believe me, the reason had absolutely nothing to do with politics. But uh, yeah, see, that's that's where it, it doesn't bother me at all when it comes to music and movies and you know actors and actresses and things like that. What what their politics are, what what they believe, you know, which party that they support and all of that stuff, I don't care. <laughs> I couldn't possibly be motivated to care, which is why, by the way, when a lot of them spout off about any given political issue, I don't even think about it because I think, okay, fine, sure, whatever. Now, the, the only time I care sometimes, and I can't even think of who has done this recently in a concert that I've been to. It probably hasn't happened. I care if it's a live concert and I'm going because I like the music, and maybe I don't agree with the politics. I'm, I'm tr- uh, John Legend, I guess, gets pretty political sometimes when he performs. I'm not the world's biggest John Legend fan. I don't care. But if you're there for live music and they take that opportunity on stage to spout political stuff where they're on stage, then it bugs me a little bit. Frankly, I don't care what your politics are. I don't want to hear it either way. <laughs> yeah. Well, and know, with a even lot if of- I agree with you, I don't want to hear it. With people that write their own stuff, though, with with musicians that write their own stuff, it's going to come out. I mean, you'll hear it if you're really paying yeah. attention to lyrics, which I do. You'll get who somebody is by virtue of their writing. But you're right. Uh, I have not seen Roger Waters in concert in a lot of years, and I probably won't because I don't need the lecture. You know, I, I just right. that's not what I want to go for. But I know going in. You know, if, if I bought tickets to a Roger Waters concert, I would know what to expect going in. It's I think when you get kind of blindsided by it and go, wow, what am I looking at here? That's where it becomes kind of a problem. Right. You've got to do your research. We'll get into this John Wayne story here in just a couple of minutes, too, as it applies to this conversation <laughs> that we're having uh, about entertainers and whether you can like the work they do but dislike what they stand for. Uh, We'll go back to the phones here first, go to Kansas City next, and bring Alex in with us. Hi, Alex. Thanks for calling the show. Hey, how's it going? Good, Alex. What's going on? Great. So, okay, uh, I've been listening for a while now, and I'm kind of curious. I have a question of my own. Um, The Mel Gibson thing, the Patrick Mahomes, the John Wayne that you're talking about, what if – is there anything that they could do to redeem themselves in your guys' opinion? Wow. That's a great question. Um, I, uh, I, okay. I can, let me kind of approach it this way. It would be hard for me to ever take a, a, a shot at redemption seriously from Mel Gibson, because I think what, what he has shown over the years is who he is. I don't know that you can change that. Um, I mean, people have a great capacity for change, but if, if when confronted with a stressful situation, your first thought is how can I blame the Jews for this? There's something broken in you and I don't know that it can be fixed. Oh yeah, no, I, I totally agree with the whole, that is who they are as a person or who he is as a person. I can absolutely see that. The thing that I'm more curious of is like somebody who makes a mistake or somebody who accidentally does something on the fly or, you know, just not even knowing it. Because, I mean, entertainers, uh, celebrities, uh, influencers more especially, have all of these things that are kind of just happening around them because of either something they say or something they've done, you know, and, and same with politicians as well. 
let, let me give you an example of what I think you may be uh, getting at. Michael Richards. Remember Michael Richards? Vaguely. Oh, yeah. He was the guy who played uh, Kramer on Seinfeld. Oh, and, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, and during a stand-up routine, he was getting heckled by a couple of African-American uh, members of the audience. And he turned around and started laying the N-word on them, yelling it into the microphone. And that yeah. effectively ended his career. <laughs> uh, but that was, and that was not that I'm defending his actions, but that was in a moment. That was in a moment where he reacted badly to a situation that was blowing up and he felt like he couldn't handle it. Um so is there some? Is that what you mean? You know, is it like a, an on-the-fly incident that just kind of yeah. Like, would there have been something in most people's opinion or in most people's eyes? Could he have actually done something to redeem himself? Could he have brought it back? Yeah, I that's just, that's a great one. I, wouldn't you doubt the authenticity of whatever that thing is? I think I would doubt an answer to your question. I, I'm trying to think of what Mel Gibson could do at this point that wouldn't make me think he was just doing it to get rehired for a film. Yeah, to get his career I, back. I don't know yeah. that I would. Yeah, I don't know that I, mean, I would buy that it was genuine. You know. Honestly, that could be said for pretty much everyone, though. Sure. I mean, sure. Everyone. We all we all have this tendency to somewhat lie at least at some point every day or every week in our lives. You know, whether it's to ourselves or to other people, whether they're little white lies or intentional lies, you know, we, we all have that capacity. Now, the same thing would apply to an everyday person, you know, like if they make a mistake in their life or to somebody else, could they, in fact, actually do something to bring it back? And there's always yeah. like the apology or whatever of the sorts, but I mean, genuinely, I mean, you're absolutely right. Could I actually believe what that person is saying? Well, Technically, we're talking about, well, the majority of what we've been talking about is actors and actresses. You know, that's what they do for a living. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, yeah, you got to yeah. put it in that, that's a great perspective on that. But, uh, and, you know, it's also worth mentioning that it, it's a matter of every person's answer to that question of what is your own personal line? Because there are some people who would look at what Mel Gibson said and go, eh, I don't care. And I'm not going to tell them they're wrong. I just know what it means to me. So, uh, you know, that, that's part of it, too. I don't I mean, let me turn your own question back on you. Do you. Is there something that somebody could do that would be so egregious that you would never be able to personally forgive them for it? Honestly, in my own personal opinion, it would totally depend on how they reacted after the fact. Okay. Like, if they genuinely, and, and that's just what you were saying, okay, it's like, could you believe it? Well, on the surface, at least it's the it's the effort that would count to me. I don't personally have any actors or actresses or influencers or artists that I have any like animosity towards personally or anything of the sorts. Of course, I'm kind of right on the same boat where I don't think that they should bring their political views and political opinions into their art or what they do because they do have a massive following you know, or most of them do, however, and that totally sways other people's opinions based off of just what somebody they like says. You know, it's, 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 it's kind of a tricky thing, but I think that the actual effort, like that, that initial, do they look like they regret what they did or what they said? Yes, no, and I believe, like, in Mel Gibson's instance, yeah, he probably is just going to keep rolling those dice, regardless of what comes up. Okay. You know, like, you're, you're probably not going to get a change on that end. But at the same time, if he were to, like, come out and say, you know what, 
I've made a lot of choices in my life. I, I was raised a certain way, and I'm coming to the realization that it is, it's not how things should be, or it's not how things should be talked about, at least, you know. And I want to make a genuine effort to redeem myself and show it to you, my fans, or the lack thereof fans, that I want to try and redeem myself. If he were to say something like that, in my opinion, again, in my opinion, it would be worth me taking the time to take into consideration, you know what, let's see how it goes. Let's see what happens. Okay. That's, again, very open-minded of you. And and the one thing that I can offer you on that is that I will never tell somebody, live your life like I did. You know, I'm never going to tell you, I hate Mel Gibson and everything that he stands for. Therefore, you have to hate him too. Look, that's that's up to you. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's the respect that I can show you is to say, whatever you feel about it, if you want to spend your money that way, go watch one of his movies. Honestly, that's how most people should view things and, like, do things themselves, but that is just not the majority of people these days. I know. I mean, I know. you can take comedy. Yeah. Comedy is one thing that you can that should totally be untouched. You know, like politically with the PC everything. Comedy is comedy. It's supposed to have a kind of mm, slight taboo to it. You know, and if it's not your taste, it's not your taste. Don't listen to it. Same with music. You know, if you don't like country music, if you don't like rock music or whatever, you don't have to listen to it. Same thing with actors and actresses, but I feel like, just like how you were saying with with Patrick Mahomes, you know, like you have the bar set a little bit higher, you have higher expectations for someone like that. Well, the thing is, yes, he's locally, and we want him to be a head figure or a public figure in our eyes, and you want him to, to be good and everything of the sorts. But there were a lot of people, a lot of fans, when they had their parade celebration, when oh, he yeah. was, you know, the yeah. beers and stuff like that, there were a lot of people that got really angry about that. And I'll tell you... They're still angry mind, about it. They're texting us now about it still. So <laughs> angry. Oh, my God. They're and the still mad. Is, they just won the Super Bowl, okay? Like, yep. come on now. <laughs> I hear you. Well, listen, great call, man. Thank you. Thank you for giving us something to think about. Absolutely. You know, and hey, every time I'm driving, I try to listen to you guys as often as I can. And I try to call in whenever I can. But man, sometimes you guys hit that nail right on the head. Okay. Appreciate it. Absolutely. You guys have a great day. Appreciate the call. Call back anytime. Absolutely. Have a good one, guys. You too. Thanks a bunch. Uh, all right, let's get one more caller on the line here uh, before we take a break and wrap things up at 2 o'clock. We'll go to Olathe. I think we have Steve back on the line with us. Hi, Steve. Hey, guys, I'm back. Hey, it's a really good topic. You know, I, the, the, my line of demarcation is uh, uh, we had some friends who were, were extras in Chicago on a movie set, and they said uh, Julie Roberts was pretty much a terrible person and didn't want anybody to look at her or speak to her. And, and Cameron Diaz was as nice as can be. So my, my usual yardstick is if you're mean to someone who has no power or is, has no, nothing to do, like when Reese Witherspoon called out the cops, they do you know who I am? I, I never went to another movie of hers again. And, and it turns out that Julie Roberts is a really bad person, but I'll go see a really bad Cameron Diaz movie. I've, uh, I, I, just, I just don't like people who who lord that power over someone who has nothing, you know, nothing to do with it, you know, who thinks that they're better than they are. I think a lot of people, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword. It, it really is. Mel Gibson is not, to my knowledge, uh, been in legal trouble. I, I don't know with this cop, but I, I heard, I've heard the tape, 
and some of his mistresses, but he's a pretty likable guy. It's, it's hard to separate him if he's not in legal trouble. I, I mean, I don't know. I have, I have problems with, with Mel and Woody Allen. He's not really especially a nice person, but um, I will give them a chance because they're interesting artistically. But some of these actors and actresses are just, you know, it's, it's based on likability. It's based on a Q rating, and I just, I will never go to another Julia Roberts movie. I don't know why. It's just that. Hey, Steve, can I ask you a question? Person. Let me ask you yeah. really fast, though. Um, I judge, um, sometimes I don't know what to think of when you hear about certain actors or actresses that are divas or, you know, not nice. To me, not being nice or not being likable is different than having, you know, a wholehearted belief that I think is wrong, like being, you know, racist or anti-Semitic right. or not liking a certain group of people. And so how do you, how do you know? How do you, you know, because then you're I just agree. listening to I mean, to know I mean, if somebody's going, not likable. Just going above and beyond to be horrible, like Julia Roberts, like no one can look at her on the, on the set at any time. She doesn't want to talk to anybody, not even to people that are working. Reese Witherspoon going, who is obviously three sheets to the wind, saying, do you know who I am? Yeah, and you're going right. to be in huge trouble. You're going to be in huge trouble if you arrest me. That's where you step over the line. I can handle, I can handle all, sorts of, all sorts of kind of bad behavior. And Mel Gibson is at the top of the list. I mean, he's, but I've never been, this is the thing, I've never been to another Reese Witherspoon movie. I've never been to another Julia Roberts movie. I've never been to another Woody Allen film. Uh, I mean, Mel's heart. Yeah, sounds like we're losing the call a little bit. But, you know, the good news for Steve is that... Uh, thank you, Steve, for the phone call. Uh, the good news for Steve is that when it comes to bad Cameron Diaz movies, he has a lot of them to choose from. So, you know, at least he won't be starved for entertainment. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I can understand what he's going for because, again, things like that, um, th that shows who you are as a person. And, mm -hmm. it, you know, that's that's something that's intrinsic to you. You don't have to be that way. Uh, there are a lot of very, very high-level uh, actors and actresses and rock stars and all of that who are not terrible people, that they're not jerks, they're not personally, they don't step on people around them just because they have the power to do it. So you don't have to do that. That's a choice you're making. Um, and I, the stories about Julia Roberts, I don't know. Her teeth scare me. I, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know anything about what she's like interpersonally. But Catherine Heigl has a terrible reputation uh, yeah, about that was you know, the first being one that came to mind for me too. Yeah, being difficult to work with. Yeah. And you just you don't have to be. So I, I that's not my line, but I can understand how it would be his. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.